Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Happy Friday. Welcome to the show. Great to have you with us. Thank you for spending some of your time with Joe and Amber here on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, but we come with a twist. Amber Wilson was hosting on The Mornings. Tyler Folger, my man, sitting alongside me. I am Joe Fortenball, and like I said, it's great to have you with us this evening. A lot of action taking place around the NFL preseason tonight. We've got games all over the place. Two last night, six tonight, six tomorrow, two on Sunday. Of the six tonight, one has yet to start. That is a showdown at 10 p.m. Eastern in Arizona between the Cardinals and the Denver Broncos. Now, if you look to break down this game individually, you're going to be focusing on the Denver Broncos, new head coach Sean Payton. I don't know why I blanked on his name there. That's an interesting situation. I'll have to probably take up with the neurologist. (laughs) Russell Wilson going to get the start tonight. So everyone's going to be focused to see how that offense looks in the first phase of Russell Wilson 3.0. But what we're going to focus on for a moment is the Arizona Cardinals. I want to start with this, Tyler. Kyler Murray, the team starting quarterback, coming off an ACL injury suffered last December. Not expected to start the season, but we also don't really have a timetable on his return. A bit odd, isn't it? Because when it comes to franchise quarterbacks, it feels like these guys have an injury and then we track them for a while in terms of when's the surgery going to happen? When are you going to start your rehab? When are you going to be ready to take some snaps? When are you going to get back on the field? With Kyler, it just seems open-ended. He's not going to start the season to be determined. And if I am the Cardinals, I would play it this way. You have a somewhat known commodity in Kyler Murray. Right, and you have your pick in the first round and Houston's pick in the first round. Houston could end up being good, who knows, but they could could end up being a top-five pick. So you have a known commodity at quarterback. Why risk throwing him out there and getting him hurt and diminishing that value? Leave yourself options at the end of this year. Maybe you want to commit to Kyler Murray long-term and use those picks and those assets to acquire more young talent or trade for proven talent. Maybe you say, you know what? We want to start over from scratch and bring in a Caleb Williams or a Drake May or someone, and Kyler Murray still has some value that we could trade him for something in return. So leave yourself options if you're the Arizona Cardinals. From a strictly business perspective, the right thing to do is to keep somehow, some way Murray's value, and for me, that's kind of not playing him. Let him rehab as much as he wants and don't risk the injury and then have him be someone who is still young, has shown on tape that he can, you know, make plays at the NFL level and maybe another team gets desperate for quarterback and gives you a king's ransom for him that you pair with a youngster. So you accelerate that rebuild. I, that's what I would do. I don't know if the Cardinals are going to do that. They aren't, they're one of those franchises that make you scratch your head at how they're run sometimes, making the players play, pay for food that they take from the cafeteria, for waters, things like that. If you don't know about the Bidwell family, read about it. But uh, if I am a Cardinal fan, you have to like the opportunity that is presented to this ownership group, to this management group, because they could really do something special with how they're set up. All right, so let's start with this. I'm going to revisit the Murray section of this in just a moment. 
You mentioned how they have their own draft pick in the first round, obviously. They're also going to have the Houston Texans first round draft pick because of what happened this past draft. Houston drafted C.J. Stroud, Ohio State quarterback, number two overall. And then what they did was they traded back up with Arizona to get to number three so they could take Alabama linebacker Will Anderson. So they're set. Let's see how it works for Houston. Arizona will be holding their first round pick in this coming draft as well. So two. Houston's win total is six and a half. I don't, see, I don't think there's a whole lot of us out there thinking they're going to win 10 games. So you're probably going to get a pretty good pick out of Houston. And then Vegas has Arizona at plus 220 to have the worst record in the NFL. You convert that to an implied probability out of 32 teams. Vegas says there's a 31% chance Arizona has the worst record in the NFL. They are the <laughs> favorites to finish with the worst record in the NFL. So it's not that unbelievable to think that they might have the first and seventh or first and fifth yeah. overall picks in this year's draft. What's the likelihood you see something like that happening? Are they going to be as bad as people are projecting them to be? I think they're going to be pretty close. I think I won't guarantee they're the worst record in the NFL. Like I said, I think the Raiders could compete for that. There's a couple other teams as well, but this is a squad, especially if they keep Kyler Murray on ice, that might be starting Colt McCoy or you know Clayton Toon. Uh, in games, and I know the NFC West is not formidable, not that formidable outside of San Francisco, but they're the worst in that division by far. There's not much on defense. The offense, all their wide receivers are under five foot nine. I mean, Rondale Moore, Marquise Brown, uh, Greg Dorch, all these guys are like five foot eight. They don't have any height at wide receiver. James Conner is a great story. What he's overcome in his career, I just do not trust the roster, and they have a rookie head coach. So, uh, yeah, I think it's very, very possible they end up with two of the top five picks where they can get a quarterback, maybe a Marvin Harrison Jr., who looks like a once-in-a-generation type of wide receiver prospect. There's some great offensive tackle prospects, some great edge rushers as well. This is the type of draft to unofficially, officially tank your season, like wink, wink, and see what you have when it comes to those two draft picks, yours in Houston's, and an asset like Kyler Murray that is still young enough to have some value around the league. Schedule's not easy. According to many projections, I'm looking at it somewhere around 10th, 11th hardest in the NFL. That's what's going to happen with two games against the Niners, two games against the Seahawks on your schedule every single year. They could go 0-6 in the division. Maybe they get a split with the Rams. We'll see how it plays out. The Murray situation is fascinating. So let's assume we go down this rabbit hole. They're projected as a team to have the worst record in the NFL. Maybe they go out and do it. They're sitting on the first, maybe the eighth, whatever it is. Overall picks in the draft. So they're in position for Caleb Williams, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner out of USC. Drake May out of UNC. In the eyes of many, more pro-ready than Caleb Williams. I'll leave that up to the Mel Kuypers of the world. But that's another name you should get to know. And then, of course, a few others will surface throughout the course of the year. More on that later. If you're in that position, that would mean you're probably going to try to find a way to move on from Kyler Murray. How exactly do you do that? Last summer, they signed him to a five-year $230 million extension. That extension doesn't start until next year. It's not even like you're burning up a couple years and you're trading them. The five-year extension starts after this season. So you would be moving five years, $230 million to somebody else. Now, by that point, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, they've all signed. Joe Burrow mm-hmm. will have signed. Mm-hmm. So maybe $230 million won't mm-hmm. look like that much. But yep. given Murray's leadership issues, the immaturity issues, the lack of production at time issues, the injury, and the cost, do you see a lot of teams getting interested in that market? Yeah, yeah. Kyler Murray is 26 years old. 
You know, he's in the prime of his career, and he has not been perfect, but he certainly hasn't been a bust to the level of, like, you know, a, as we talked about, Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield have been, you know, I know Carson was a number two overall pick, but uh, Jared Goff, let's, let's take Jared Goff, for instance. Would you rather have Jared Goff or Kyler Murray as your quarterback? Damn, I didn't think I was going to get a question like that. I mean, golf is – I feel like golf can be good, but I don't feel like he's ever going to be great. That's the thing. Murray, I know the upside is there, but you got to get your head right and you got to start mm-hmm. leading. So, uh, I'm going to say golf. I'm not a huge wow. fan of Murray. I don't wow. know if he's ever going to turn it around. And I know if I said Murray, that works really well for what you're trying to set up. <laughs> I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I was like, if I say Murray, it's going to work out for what Boom. he's saying. I can't Check bring me. myself to say it. <laughs> But I see your point. It's tough. Listen, I think Goff is a very good quarterback as well, and I understand the point that, you know, look what he did when he had a good environment in L.A. He went to a Super Bowl with the Rams. Look what he's done now having a good environment in Detroit. He he was very good last year, and they're picked to win the division. So you can win football games with Jared Goff. Kyler Murray brings the modern element to the position that you need, athleticism. You need athleticism at quarterback. Goff does not have that. Murray – has the arm. Hello, he was a top 10 pick in Major League Baseball as well, and that shows the athleticism, and he has the wheels, the ability, the legs to create out of structure, and I understand the concerns about Murray not studying the playbook. Maybe this is Johnny Manziel 2.0. He just wants to play more Halo. Who knows, but I really do think the Arizona franchise (laughs) and the culture there contributes to that. I think he looks around and says, these people aren't serious about winning. They charge me for food at, at the uh, at lunch. You know, This is not an NFL franchise. They're not serious. If he goes someplace where, yes, there's going to need to be structure, there's going to need to be uh, coaches and vets holding him accountable, and I can't say for sure that he'll do that. But I'm always going to gamble in the NFL on the upside of athleticism, especially now with the way the game is played at the quarterback position. You need someone who can threaten you with both your arms and your legs. It gives you more outs. It gives you more answers to the test. Damn, I want to bring in another voice. Harry, Harry, are you, are you by a microphone? Of course I'm by a microphone. Okay, good. Who would, who would you rather have, Jared Golf or Kyler Murray? Oof. Um, I guess I'd probably go with Kyler Murray. Okay, Cam. Yeah. Is Cam by a microphone? Of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, the only thing, of <laughs> course, is that there's some 16 parlay that's probably getting loaded in right now. That's what's, of course. Uh, are you going Kyler Murray or Jared Goff? Uh, I'm going Jared Goff. He's wow. taking me to the Super Bowl. He's taking me to the Super Bowl. Let's open up the phone lines. He's taking me to the Super Bowl. Jared Goff versus Kyler Murray. Yesterday it was the Neck Hall of Fame. If you didn't hear it, then don't try to process it now. It's quite odd. The Neck Hall of Fame, and now it's Jared Goff versus Kyler Murray. All right, we'll open up the phones. Triple Eight say ESPN. 888-729-3776. Jared Goff, Kyler Murray, starting next season right. when Murray's healthy again. Who do you want as your starting quarterback? That's ridiculous. We've also got the Bengals two-a-days coming up, so we've got to break down everything with Cincinnati. There's someone here that doesn't like them to have a very big season. The NFL content rolls on. He's Tyler Folgem. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for riding along. He's Tyler Folgem. I'm Joe Fortenball. Phone lines are lit. You people are ridiculous in a beautiful way. <laughs> Stumble into a conversation in the previous segment of who you'd rather have as your starting quarterback next year. Because one of these guys is coming off an injury. So next year, Jared Goff or Kyler Murray? I mean, Tyler really posted me up on that one. I had no idea how to answer. I went with Goff. I don't feel great about it. The boys in the back were split, Goff and Murray. So we put it to the phone. So let's see what's good. Leroy, Minneapolis, thank you for the phone call. Starting quarterback in 2024, would you rather have Goff or Kyler Murray? Yo, it's Goff easy. This is, uh, yeah. So think about it like this. Jared Goff put in position to 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 win football games with talent around him. He actually hasn't hasn't ever really let let uh, his team down. Like if you think about it, uh, in St. Louis when he had an opportunity to make things happen, he did. He got him to a Super Bowl last year. He takes the Lions, a team no, nobody saw coming, and he 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 takes advantage of all of his weapons and he he brings them to what ten wins was it last year? Either way. The point being is, I think Kyler Murray's a guy who, who who may or may not show up. Jared Goff is, at the very worst, a good student of the game, and that's why I'm taking Goff. He's a safer pick. Murray yeah. just hasn't proven anything yet. Goff's been through it. He's also worked through injuries. That's another thing that that uh, I think has to be a feather in his cap. The guy's been injured. He's, he's He knows what it's like to, to deal with adversity, and he's seen, you know, he, he's He's seen uh, kind of the mountaintop through it all. So, All right, we appreciate the call. That's good stuff. The segment's only like 10 minutes. I yeah. can't give you like nine minutes. But I, I was going to – I liked how I liked Dunking how Leroy in Tyler's face. I love it, <laughs> no, Leroy. I liked how he referenced the Rams as St. Louis instead of L.A. Um, Goff never played in St. Louis, but as a St. Louis, and I do appreciate it. Yeah, that's just details. Way. That's just I, details. I Why don't you address that. the fact that the first one out of the gate disagrees with you and goes with Goff? Ralph's in Virginia. Great state of Virginia. Ralph, what do you got for us? Who's it going to be in 2024? Would it be Goff or would it be Murray? Hi, guys. I'm going to go with Goff. It seems to me that Murray just doesn't put in the work during the week that needs to be done. Mm. Uh, Goff seems to do that. Okay. Cavalier State. I don't really know if it's actually called that. Was that was efficient. But... That was an efficient answer. I know there's that narrative out there that he's not working, but, man, there's a lot of talent in Kyler Murray's body. Scott from Raleigh. <laughs> 
North Carolina, that is. Hey, guys. hey thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Um, listen, I'm going to go with golf because I think Kyler wow. Murray is a just is, – is, seriously, is a waste of a pick. Well, okay. okay. You know, How about we're that? Talk, we're, talking about some, we're talking about someone that has no talent, okay, that can't – No talent. That can't keep it going up. If he can't keep it going. I'm sorry. You know, injuries and all that beside – uh, beside, you know, I, I I don't think he's like a any type of a, a NFL quarterback. He's okay. a two-time Pro Bowler, a rookie of the year, a guy who has run for in his career um, already. Uh, let me take a look here: an 800-yard rushing season with 11 touchdowns as a quarterback. No talent. I'm not so sure about that. All right, Jazz is in Missouri. Jazz, we appreciate the phone call. 2024 season. Would you rather have golf or Kyler Murray? Yeah, appreciate you taking my call from St. Louis, Missouri, too. I'm going with Kyler, man. Much more upside than golf. Even if Kyler had a horrible O-line, he feels break away, make some uh, scramble plays and plays down the field. He's got to get his head right. I'm going with Kyler Murray. And to answer the question from yesterday, you forgot about Merton Hanks, man, from the 49ers. Check out <laughs> Merton Hanks' neck dance. <laughs> That's a great neck. It's one of the all-time necks. It was one of the first three necks I was talking about yesterday. We were talking about Merton Hanks. We were talking about uh, Mike Lennon, and we were talking about Davis Mills because we were watching the Houston preseason game. I can't get back into the net conversation. I spent like half my day on it yesterday. Last one, Max from Indiana. Shoot your shot. Golf or Murray in 2024, who would it be? I'm going with golf. Uh, I think it's unanimous across the board. He's got slightly better stats, better touchdown interception ratio, slightly higher rating. He's also on an upward trend. He's been improving the last four years. Tyler, again, a downward trend. He had a great year in 21, 22, kind of a drop-off. I know he had the injury, but that aside, all things equal, which they're not. Goff still seems like a better teammate. He's universally liked. Tyler's had that off-field character issues, locker room things. Is he a student of the game? I'm going with Goff, both on the field and off the field. Appreciate the phone call. ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation two a day. Time is here. On ESPN Radio, the Cincinnati Bengals. Blue 58, go. I'm Ben Baby, covering the Cincinnati Bengals for ESPN's NFL Nation. And the biggest storyline entering training camp revolves around Joe Burrow's availability for week one. Burrow has been out since he suffered a strained right calf in the second practice of training camp. The injury also comes at a time when the Bengals and Burrow are under contract negotiations on an extension that could make him the highest paid player in the NFL. But more importantly, the Bengals are hoping that Burrow comes back healthy and sooner rather than later. Cincinnati's looking to go from being just AFC contenders to Super Bowl champions. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio. He's Tyler Folgem. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. It's time, it's time to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. Lost in the Super Bowl two years ago. Lost in the AFC Championship game in Kansas City last year, 23-20. Tyler, what's it going to be this season? A step forward, maybe back to the Super Bowl? Or is it possible that we're looking at a step backwards for Cincinnati in 2023? You're looking at a team that finishes dead last in the AFC North oh. and misses the playoffs. 8-9 squadron, 9-8 and eight at best, but they are last in the AFC North, and they will not qualify for the postseason. I need a why on that. You can't just throw that out yeah. there and then not give me anything else. <laughs> what's what's, what's going to lead to that? 
Uh, so they played a lot of football over the last two years. Going to the Super Bowl, the hangover hit the Rams, all those injuries. It did not the uh, Bengals. They were able to make it back to the AFC title game. And now we're starting to see that accumulate this year. We've seen the injury to Joe Burrow. They have had that brain drain and that talent drain from their roster. Some of those key defensive players like Jesse Bates are gone. Some of those offensive linemen as well. So I think this is where it all catches up. The recent success to the Bengals and a down year because of poor injury luck and a tough schedule in the AFC North. I think they'll be there, but I kind of agree on a step back, not to your extent. I would go with the Ravens <laughs> to win the division. I also think Cleveland's going to be sneaky this year. People should not be sleeping on the Cleveland Browns. I think that's a team that Deshaun Watson is the reason why they're being devalued, why they're being underpriced. If Watson bounces back this year, they got a lot of talent. Big deal, not a big deal. Is it a big deal that Giannis banged up his hand? We'll get to that next. He's Tyler Folger. I'm Joe Fordenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Steelers putting on the Bucks a little bit. 17-7. That game's at the half. Cincinnati, Green Bay's a good old-fashioned shootout. We got 30 points on the board with 36 seconds to go in the first half, and Green Bay's driving in the red zone right now, first and 10. He's Tyler Fulgham. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to join us on this very fine Friday. We're going to play a little big deal, not a big deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Joe and Amber? All right, we need some help to execute segments of such a high degree of difficulty. Tyler, clearly not capable. Me, (laughs) please. The fact that I'm even here is a big win for everybody. So Harry Black, producer extraordinaire, is going to step in and quarterback this thing. Harry, welcome to the show. Take it away. All right, you guys, we're going to start somewhere we've been for the last couple weeks. College football. The Pac-12 supposedly turned down a media rights deal from ESPN that would have paid them $30 million per school because they were searching for $50 million per school. And we all know where the Pac-12 is now. So, Joe, big deal, not a big deal. So to be clear here, ESPN last fall offers the Pac-12 $30 million per school. And because their leadership thought they were worth $50 million per school, they countered with that and ESPN walked away. And now the Pac-12 is pretty much getting ready to cease operations. This is just good old-fashioned arrogance. Just good old-fashioned arrogance. Not understanding your value. What do they say? The poor man knows the price of everything. The rich man knows the value of everything. 
The guys in the Pac-12, they didn't know their value. They had a price, but they didn't know their value. No surprise they got burned. That would have been a great deal for them because, again, you do the deal with ESPN. Not going to be a company homer here, but we got a lot of channels. We have a lot of reach. It can be pretty good for you to be on our networks. Uh, Yeah, massive deal. Uh, I I think this is what ultimately, if they had agreed or recognized their value better, agreed to the $30 million, the Pac-12 probably still exists. Now it is a literally remnants, a shell of its former self. And this decision by their leadership accelerated where we are right now with conference realignment, going to four super leagues, whatever that is going to look like in the future. Okay, on over to the diamond. Kevin Brown, the Orioles broadcaster, has made his return, or he will make it today, to the booth for the Orioles after much maligned uh, from a lot of other people on his suspension. So, Tyler, thought a uh, big deal, not a big deal. Yeah, big deal that he is back. He should have never been gone. All he did was, um, I, I think he did it trying to point out that, hey, this is a different Baltimore Orioles team. We've struggled in Tampa. They've been, you know, a bully in the AL East, and this year we've been much better. But years prior, we have struggled here. And it's not like he went rogue. This graphic was built by the production of that broadcast. So this was talked about by for hours Multiple people had a hand in it. He's the one who gets suspended. So uh, if you know about the Angelos family, it may not shock you. He has taken the high road in all of this and said, you know, I'm a storyteller. Don't make me a part of the story. I have a great relationship with the organization, a great relationship with the ownership. I'm glad to be back. I'm not, he's not commenting about why he was gone. But it is a big deal that he is back and that social media kind of forced it because of the bad, terrible look on the Orioles. So good job on uh, Kevin Brown and big deal for sure. Big deal because maybe I'm just a product of my environment in this age with infinite information being shoved in your cerebral cortex. Something stinks here. This, 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 I still can't get over the fact that something stinks with this situation. So Kevin Brown, who's widely loved, widely respected by everybody. He does a tremendous job. No reason to doubt any of that. Basically just highlights the fact that, you know, Baltimore has struggled in the past at Tampa, but they've done a little bit better this year. That leads to a suspension. And then when the entire world calls it out and for maybe just the third time in Twitter history, we have everyone aligned on (laughs) one side without fighting each other. Baltimore still just digs in its heels and waits four or five more days before they allow them back on the air. Something just doesn't make sense here. Maybe at its very core, it's just plain old incompetence on behalf of the Baltimore Orioles. But I'm hoping if there's more to this story, at some point it develops. Because we've, we've invested a lot of time in this. And it just seems utterly ridiculous. But I can't get to the bottom of it. Unless we know it. And Baltimore really is just that ignorant. So, yeah. It's a big deal to me. Because I just something stinks, like I said. I was going to say, speaking of something that stinks, but this team is more middle of the pack than anything else. (laughs) The Yankees pitcher uh, Nestor Cortez has been placed on the IL with a rotator cuff strain. Those Yankees are five games back in the wild card. Joe, big deal, not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, Cortez wasn't very good this year. He had a 497 ERA, and I know there's a lot else you can look at to highlight some of the better things he's done. It's been one of those seasons for New York, because here's the thing. Let's say something doesn't happen to Cortez. Let's say he's still healthy. Where's this team going, right? Are they going to get into the playoffs and then all of a sudden go on a run and beat teams like Baltimore, Texas, 
uh, the Houston Astros who refused to die despite everyone's best chances <laughs> and shots at them. Like, I, I, it doesn't matter. Like, the Yankees can be as healthy as they want. They are just not good enough. It's not a good enough season in the Bronx. A lot of Yankee fans feel it's unacceptable. I am with them. They have enough talent. They've spent enough money. This team should be much better. Boone's on the hot seat, obviously. But I guess my answer to the question would be not a big deal because even as he, yeah. he's healthy, they're not going to achieve what they always set out to achieve, and that's to win a World Series. Not even close to a big deal. Not even close at all. The team hasn't been competitive. And what is arguably the most competitive division, um, you know, that's the, the bad luck of where they play. If they played in the NL Central or the AL Central, you know, they'd be leading the division. But it's not a big deal at all because Cortez hasn't been good and the team's not good. So it's not like losing Cortez is going to jeopardize their playoff position or their ability to go deep into October. They weren't going to go there anyways. Not a big deal at all. Speaking of not a big deal, the NFL preseason, the Baltimore Ravens have won 23 straight preseason games and are 20-3 and against the spread in said games. Tyler, big deal, not a big deal. You even have to ask the question. I mean, it's it's one of the biggest deals in the history of sports. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, look at what they have done for their betters. Look at what they have done for their backers. It's an almost auto cash for you betting on the Ravens in the preseason money line. You're twenty three and zero. ATS, you're still twenty and three. So yeah, this is a massive deal that a football team could put together a streak like this over the course of that many years. It's a massive deal, Joe. You cannot tell me otherwise. It's not a big deal. Because here's what I'm going to say about this, all right? This streak started in 2016 where they have won 23 straight preseason games. So from 2016 until now, 23-0 in the preseason. People like Tyler make a big deal out of that. And I can understand why. During that same stretch, they are 1-4 in the playoffs. So who cares what you do when it doesn't matter because when it has mattered you lost 23 17 to the chargers at home when it has mattered you lost 28 20 to the titans that was the year lamar jackson won mvp that was in the divisional round the following year you beat the titans in the wild card but then lost to the bills in the divisional round and then last year you lost to the Bengals in the wild card round i really like this ravens team this year but they do not get it done in the postseason. Like them and the Philadelphia 76ers, they go hand in hand. They got star talent. They got high expectations. They perform very well in the regular season, and then they flame out in the playoffs. It is utterly frustrating at its finest. All right, and last one. I don't know how invested you guys are in the other football, but Tottenham's Harry Kane left said team and the Premier League for Bayern Munich and Bundesliga. For those of you that don't know, uh, Bundesliga has won their league, I think, for the last 11 years straight. Or no, uh, oh my goodness, I'm totally butchering it. They, they, they joined Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga. There it is. So I don't know anything about it either. Harry Kane, no, no, that's not true. No, no, it is true. It is true. Oh, yeah, it, that's very clear. It's true. Oh, no, no. It's, okay, well, let me retry this thing. Harry Kane leaves Tottenham into the Premier League for Bayern Munich and Bundesliga. Bayern Munich has won the Bundesliga, I think, for the last 11 straight years. Meanwhile, Harry Kane is the all-time leading scorer for Tottenham. He's been a lead scorer for the last nine years. Big deal, not a big deal. Harry Kane leaving uh, Tottenham. All right, first of all, there's a book that I'm writing that I'm going to give to you, Harry. It's called Hit Your Second Shot First. It's for golfers who need that mulligan. You know, they chunk one in the water. That's a really good name for a book. Right? 
right? You're and never so, going to write that book, <laughs> but that's a really good name for a not book. Not even close. And right there, here's what you did. You hit your second shot first there. Your second shot was fantastic. You nailed it. Now we're going to get you to do that the first time you step on the tee box and nail your reads, nail your intros. Um, I think it's a big deal in the world of, of football. Harry Kane is one of the biggest stars in sport, and to be with Tottenham that long and be leaving not only um, Tottenham, but leaving England, the EPL, and going to Germany, going to the Bundesliga for Bayern. The Germans. Uh, the Germans. Um, Sprechen Sie boot. Uh, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's going to be a big deal. I think most football fans would say so. I really wish I was more into European soccer. I've tried. But every time I try, and I, and I enjoy it when I do, other sports – just drag me in. Like, that's the thing. I've tried to get my kids to watch it. They kind of like it. I w- it's definitely a big deal worldwide because it's been all over every feed of everything I subscribe to everywhere. And I've heard of him before, obviously. He's very, very good. I can't tell you anything about him because I don't watch enough. But there's maybe like five or six footballers in the world whose names I know, and he's one of them. So him leaving, not just leaving his team, but leaving the entire league and country to join the Germans. Well. Things used to work a, a very different way in Europe, but that is a story for a history class. Coming up, we're going to wrap things up. We got bets. That's what I want to talk to people about. I got two bets for you. They're on fights taking place tomorrow. Folgen might have some action as well. We're going to close it strong. He's Tyler Folgen. I'm Joe Fornball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Tune in Sunday to the Little League Classic live from Williamsport as the Phillies battle the Nationals. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and at 7 p.m. on ESPN. All right. The moment we've all been waiting for. Let's get some action out here. It's time for some pizza money. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. We're about to hit a milestone tonight. The show launched in January. We have made 298 bets. We're going to make two bets in a moment, putting us at 300. Those 298 previous bets, 155, 141, and 2. We are plus 14.44 units. We're going to go fighting tomorrow. Number one, the Apex here in Las Vegas, UFC Fight Night main event. Rafael Dos Anjos, minus 120 over Vincente Luque. Luque on a two-fight losing streak. Highly questionable defense. As long as Dos Anjos doesn't just stand in front of him, he should fare pretty well. He's got the superior defense. He's got better wrestling skills if this gets to the ground. And he has gone five full rounds in three fights with current or former welterweight champions. I love the pedigree. Pizza money number one is Rafael Dos Anjos, minus 120, over Vincente Luque. To boxing we go, ESPN, Arizona. Look, you might not know these guys. This fight is going to be incredible. Oscar Valdez, minus 165. We're going to play the favorite over Emmanuel Navarrete. Now, Navarrete, very exciting fighter. He's riding a 32-fight win streak. Why is he a dog? Very obvious if you've watched him fight. He can be very sloppy in the ring, but it's part of what makes him so exciting. He can also be sloppy out of the ring when it comes to his conditioning and his training. Each of his last two fights, he was somewhere in the neighborhood of minus 1,400 as a favorite. That is a massive favorite. And in both those fights, one of which was against a replacement fighter when Valdez couldn't fight due to what I believe was a rib injury, 
he ended up getting knocked down. He found himself in deep trouble in both those fights. So he's a flashy fighter. He's a fantastic fighter. He's a lot of fun to watch, but that type of stuff can get him into a lot of trouble. Valdez is very polished, very precise, very disciplined. We're going to play the favorite. Pizza Money number two, Oscar Valdez, minus 165 over Emmanuel Navarrete. Woo, there we go. Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, was in the zone earlier tonight, had a big 33-yard touchdown pass to wide receiver George Pickens. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Fulgham, you're on your way to Aruba and Curacao in a few hours. You got any bets or anything you want to unload here? Yeah, I will, uh, again, not steal your uh, bit with pizza money. How about some beer money here? It's preseason football, so you never want to go too crazy when you have so many variables in terms of not knowing who's going to play or who – what those players are. But anytime in a preseason game I see a spread around four or five, boy, I like catching those points. Tomorrow, Dallas is a four-point underdog at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not sure why that is. I know people are excited about the Jaguars, and uh, but Dallas has one of the most complete and deepest rosters in the NFL. They have talent on their second and third string depth chart. They've drafted very well over the past half decade. Um, and so catching four in a game with a total of 37.5 at home, I'll gladly uh, throw some uh, beer money on that. And then am I going to bet against the Ravens? Am I going to take five points in my pocket with the Eagles? Uh, I told you to do that earlier uh, today. Are you doing it? Yeah, I'll do it. The total's only 36. Um, I, I, I do. And so, got you five points there again. It, it's nice. I I do think the Philadelphia Eagles have a, a deep roster as well that can um, compete with Baltimore. You have Marcus Mariota as the backup now to Jalen Hurts, so he should get uh, a few series or maybe a quarter, a quarter or two. And we know he was a starting quarterback in the NFL last year, so there's a guy who adds credibility to that Philadelphia Eagle offense when um, they are playing their backups. So, again, a low total of 36, even for preseason standards, catching five points. We know about the streak. We know about the success. But as you say, Joe, so do the books. If this was a uh, Baltimore team that had only won, you know, even just like six preseason games in a row, are we sure this is a five-point spread? Probably not. Value on the Eagles. Some news and notes to throw out there. The University of Florida named Graham Mertz, the former Wisconsin Badger, as their starting quarterback for the season. That was widely predicted. Florida will open the season at Utah against the Utes like they did last year, but they hosted Utah in that matchup. Eight and a half point favorites Utah currently is. They opened 10. It's dropped a little bit. Cameron Rising, the star quarterback for the Utah Utes, remember, tore his ACL in the Rose Bowl loss to Penn State last January. They're not sure if he's going to be able to play. 10 points when it opened is a lot to cover with a questionable quarterback coming off a major injury in a game with a total of only 47 points. In the NFL, 47 is relatively mm-hmm. high. Right. In college football, it's relatively low. That game could be a grind. Keep your eyes on Florida. Keep your eyes on the under. I cannot believe all of this stuff is right around the corner. Kids yeah, are going I, back to school. Cool. College football starts in like two weeks from this weekend. The NFL is less than a month away. I don't feel organized. I feel very disheveled. How about you? Uh, August 26th, I think, is that Navy-Notre Dame game in Ireland, and that counts. That's a game that – Oh, that's that, a good that, old Week Zero that, game. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Week Zero, college, foosball, Bobby Boucher. Um, by that time, preseasons will uh, – exhibition games will just about be done. We'll have done fantasy drafts, and I know, unfortunately, I'm going to be in Curacao, Aruba, sipping Mai Tais, Tiba yeah. Libres, 
yeah. daiquiris, what have you. Um, the Fantasy Football Marathon Draft is taking place next week, and that is one of the most fun pieces of content I think we do at ESPN. You got, you know, Field, Mike Clay, Stefania Bell, Adam Schefter, Damian Woody, Eric Moody, Anita Marks, like all these fantasy fi- players and talent at ESPN conducting a seven, eight, nine, ten round draft. And it's so much fun. Last year, if you watched, you know, Mike Clay and I absolutely went at each other's necks. He what was mocked, the problem? He mocked me selecting Travis Kelsey with the second to last pick in the first round. How many he people are in the draft? Ten? Ten, yeah. It's so ten. this we, was we, the we, ninth selection so, was Travis Kelsey. Right. And if you were not aware, Travis Kelsey um, outscored all other tight ends in – fantasy last year by more than 100 points. So quite literally, he was the most valuable player in fantasy relative to the rest of the competition at the position. No one else, there was higher scorers, raw overall scorers, but if you had Travis Kelsey, you were 100 points better than the next best tight end. The difference between Travis Kelsey and the number two tight end was the same difference in points between the number two tight end and the 22nd ranked tight end. So he mocked me, and I obviously you know, pwned Mike Clay and showed him who the real fantasy expert is. And he thinks I'm ducking him by going on the beach instead of coming to the fantasy football marathon draft. No, I'm going to spend time with my girlfriend Fair assessment. and family. Fair and, assessment. You know, Mike Clay, I hope you draft Travis Kelsey this year because you what? learned last year. <laughs> what, um, do you guys play the league out or do you just do the draft to show everyone what yeah, everyone's thinking? We don't because it's only like eight, nine rounds. We don't finish it due to time constraints on TV. Okay, yeah. Uh, so it's not played out. All right, that's interesting. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure working with you as always. You know, I love you. We do daily wager weeknight, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2, although that can be a moving target in terms of when that time starts. <laughs> so we try to tweet it out. You're heading on vacation next week. Have a wonderful time. I'll catch up with you soon. For everyone out there, we appreciate your support tonight. Thank you for listening. Freddie and Fitzsimmons with Teron Davenport and Matt Fontana are coming up next. He's Tyler Foljam. I'm Joe Fortenball. This has been Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. This has been the Joe and Amber podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.